All right. Intro time. for We Are Many podcast. My name is Rob, and we have some people here today. People? <laughs> that includes uh, yeah. myself. I'm Scott Williams, uh, otherwise known as the Pragmatic Pinko. And I'm Trisha, also known as the Zen Motherfucker. <laughs> There's nothing more Zen than saying motherfucker, by the way. I love that name. I know. <laughs> Saying motherfucker a lot helps me keep my zen. It's balanced. To be fair, I don't think there's anybody more zen than uh, than J, uh, than um, Samuel Jackson. He's just the most zen person ever, and he says it all the time. So there's going to be something to that. I'm sick of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking, motherfucking plane. plane. Exactly. If you hold those motherfuckers in, then you just let that angst build up. You've got to let it go and be like, motherfucker. And it helps. And then you feel better. And you can maintain your zen. Yeah. Yeah. The only way you can really top that is, you know, to, to actually fuck a mother. Not your own. That's gross and weird. But, you know. Right. Back. Yeah, single. But other. <laughs> um, this so went off the rails. Emily said, "Happy anniversary." Um, and I love people. Well, these people. Yeah. And um, <laughs> James said, "Holy crap! It's two years of DJ Rob." <laughs> Listen, uh, it it serves to reason that uh, our anniversary for this podcast would be on the same day as anniversary of the January 6th. <laughs> well, yeah, that's when we started because storming we, we... the Capitol. So for those that don't know, our first show, we were already planning on starting the podcast, but we didn't know how we wanted to approach it exactly. We were still trying to figure that out. And we were having a video call through Facebook Messenger while the um you know i don't want to call it an insurrection because it really wasn't the, <laughs> the faux <Dude>. revolution <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> um and we were just kind of like well shit you know like this conversation that we're having right now we could just like hey, go live and have this conversation in public and uh 
that's how the current event stream was born. <laughs> you know, I'm in favor of storming the Capitol, but I feel like it should be for the right reasons. You know, <laughs> like declaring election fraud might not be. Or I mean, at least if you're if you're gonna declare election fraud, like. I mean, if you want to, like, come at how the whole system is fraudulent, go for that, right? But, like, yeah, yeah. to say that the guy that got way less votes and way more, you know, <laughs> to say that he won when he very clearly didn't. Right, right. Yeah, if you want to say the whole situation is rigged, that's, a, that's I would come at it with that. Be like, you know, let's talk about how basically money equals votes here in this country we can have that conversation that's a much better conversation than than what ended up happening was <laughs> the guy with the most money <laughs> lost i guess doesn't make any sense what was that that would require them actually having some political line and knowledge and some praxis though and they were only interested in installing trump as dictator you know so like that's definitely something we discussed that night and then i vehemently emphasized of like right idea wrong motivation right. <laughs> you know yeah. Right. Yeah. i'll never i'll never forget dean's like commentary on the things they were doing like man so you mean to tell me they got inside the capitol building to like you know put their feet on nancy pelosi's desk and sniff aoc's shoes like <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't know all about what to do once they were in there they could have legitimately formed a new government while they were in there and they didn't know it it's right. like oh you sad pathetic thing <laughs> yeah so all you darling I, I can't hear you okay i heard you just a second ago speak to us uh, I believe that the phone or, number is William. I hear him too. Yeah. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on the show tonight. Yeah. Hey, thanks William. For, thanks for okay, joining us. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Only took me like ten tries. How's <laughs> So yeah, apologies for um, uh, um for the mic issue. New computer, so I have to get used to the new setup. Now. Happens. I love the yeah, room true. you're in. Hot yeah, damn. Thank you. Yeah, this is this is what I am now christening as the I'm a freshly single studio, but you know, I'm not I, I'm not I'm not celebrating. I could do a shot right now, right? I could do a shot on stream, I hope. Uh I don't yeah. see I mean Trisha smokes weed every week. <laughs> so I don't know what the problem with a shot would be. To all my friends, Nashadovia to two years to a better future. And uh, yeah, that's all I can say. I did not even think to, you know, bring up a drink. Hey, you're totally fine. Just means we can drink more alcohol later. <laughs> yeah, uh, also, I want to apologize to everybody that's watching and everybody that's participating uh, for me scheduling this thing at 11 and then not even being home at 11 but you know well i mean hey it's totally fine because basically if you would have gotten on at 11 then i wouldn't be able to have joined because um i was busy having a breakup call so you know oh, oh you so mean freshly minted breakup that's what yeah. i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> wow 
congratulations thank you thank you yeah i hope um, oh, it seems like you're happy so. about it okay all right yeah basically i was planning on doing it sunday and the opportunity presented itself tonight so you moved it up you you bumped up the schedule yeah just a little bit <laughs> i like that you have it like in your planner <laughs> oh so so yeah um sunday the- break up with that bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah um basically i was planning on doing it on sunday for a very specific reason i'm not going to get into on here Fair um enough. but yeah basically i was like screw it may as well do it um because uh zen and i had a conversation about the whole situation like that yeah, needs to happen so by the way um uh definitely unrelated trans healthcare is a human right just want to throw that out there okay yeah that's true um, I don't think you're going to have anybody yeah, disagree with you on that. That's a random comment I wanted to make. Well, they are humans. We agree. I know. Yeah. Uh, I know. Not just healthcare, but psychiatric care, I think, as well. And yep. we need to stop treating it like it's a mental illness. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because I am mentally ill, just not in that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all got a little bit of illness. I mean, it's like, hey, I'm a, it's like, I'm a PTSD and anxiety gang. It's like, I got you. Pick from the entire selection. That's well, not I mean, one of them. I mean, like, shit. I mean, according to some people, like me having a fucking Russian flag hanging up in the studio right here would mean I, I have like some sort of mental illness, but you know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that the Russian flag makes you mentally ill. It puts an entire country uh, in the realm of mental illness so well i mean yeah i mean but all i'm gonna say is sloth and see so you know okay <laughs> i also just realized that in my like you know uh hurrying to uh set this up that i hit the wrong event <laughs> so <laughs> we're live and we have viewers but the title is hassan shakur education class week one <laughs> If this is <laughs> this is the worst education class ever. Well, I mean, here's what it means, though. It means that I was able to derail everything without it, like, derailing the main event. Oh, I'm, my God. This is, this is the For We Are Many Late Show. About, about the like, core education class. It's like, it's like late night with For We Are Many. Listen, yeah. I, I like the smooth jazz in the background. It really does ring true for the for the old late night. I feel like I'm on Johnny Carson. Yeah, the late night show, baby. <laughs> uh, which this is, obviously we're doing this. I didn't turn my camera back on. Wow. You did not. Well, I turned it off so I could stuff, stuff hot dogs in my mouth, but. Is that what they're calling it now? <laughs> Shut the hell up. I mean, it's like all I'm gonna say is I'm currently looking at the dildo collection I have, so you know, not saying anything, I'm just saying. Wow, all right. Well, I, I mean, like, I am a cam girl, this is my studio, so you it's know, not it's that like... kind of cam show. Shit, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it's a good thing I was blind on covering up a little bit tonight, then now, isn't it? For who? It's not that kind of cam show, I was just told. So. Can you imagine the viewership, though? We'd be off the charts. 
I mean, if you want me to change, I will. <laughs> and climbing. And climbing. Uh, so did you guys did you guys miss having me for the past almost year? It's like God, I'm just like a bundle of chaos. Did you I mean, chaos. What was that what? right? What What did you just say? I just said I'm a bundle of chaos. Chaos. I thought you created your own word, which I thought was great. Yeah. <laughs> I was super excited. I was like, yes, let's cause some chaos. Let's do chaos. That. that is a word. That is a word. Um, so word of the gay day or word of <laughs> word of the day, chaos, when all of the gays finally rebel. Okay. I'm here for it. Uh, Zach, also known as Bread Theory, said, uh, congrats to two years. Here's to many more. Yes. Right on. Um, Thank you, man. You can just really do a shot for every time someone says happy two years. (laughs) Oh, man. Every two minutes, we're going to be saying that, by the way. Happy two years, happy two years, happy two years. (laughs) You know, my whole plan for for the first segment uh for this show was to talk about the different political philosophies on the left and how we differ and in how we how we unite that like went out the fucking window right as soon as this i think probably half an hour before this podcast started okay cool cool i was like oh shit did i do that (laughs) I mean, I mean, hey, depending on who you ask, it won't be the worst thing I've done today. <laughs> Somebody's going to catch the ball, though. Somebody's going to catch the ball, you know? Sometimes it's a long pass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here to catch it. That's that's all I'm saying. Hey, that's what we're doing for the future. We change the world, baby. Hey, that's Amen to that. Yes. I'll drink to that. So I got oh, a yeah. chance, uh, actually, to listen to William's music uh, last night. And I have to tell you, it is the chillest shit I've ever heard in my life. Like it is the, it is, it is, you know, that music that you hear and you think I'm the coolest person in the world when this is playing. That's the feeling I got when when I listened to his music. Hey, I appreciate the vibe. That's what I'm talking about. I totally did. I was like, listen, I'm like, this is so fucking cool. Well, welcome, welcome. And if you haven't heard "Welcome," you love that. It's got a nice visual. Excellent. I want. I like. I want to listen to all your music now, just because like that vibe was created. What is going on with my hair tonight? I look like I, I'm, I've got fucking Hitler hair going on. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Man, I'm having a wild night. We're gonna get flagged Maybe because we said that. <laughs> Well, I mean, in all honesty, though, like knowing this website is probably going to bump us up in the algorithm. So, oh, ouch! <laughs> well played. <laughs> well played. Am so I wrong we... though? No, 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 you're not. Do we want to dive into that? Do we want to talk about political philosophy, or are we just sort of like this is the late show? So fuck that. But what was the hey, audience feel like? It. Let's see where it takes us. Let's go down the rabbit hole, baby. Go down the rabbit hole. I fucking love this guy. 
Um, didn't, speaking of like your intro stuff, Scott, didn't you want to like draw attention to your Trotsky background? Oh yeah, <laughs> here he is. Here's my guy right here. I I am the uh, I'm the only uh, Trotskyite uh, in this group of tankies. So <laughs> you know, of course, I want to talk about unifying the left. You know, and if that doesn't work out, I'm sure by the end of the night, I'll get the I'll get the axe. Literally, well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, well, no, um, you're, you, well, you know, you're just gonna be found, um, uh, forever sleeps in your studio. Yeah. By, 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 by mysterious, um, uh, ordered by a mysterious Georgian. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and, and, and I, and I say that as probably like the least left-wing person in this entire group. Like, hey, I'm just here because, you know, I'm, I'm here. Like, that's all I can say. And like, I'm usually just the bitch you guys ask about, like, Russian shit for or whatever. <laughs> the least now i want to hear more about that least left-wing person in the group oh shit god damn oh fantastic no yeah now everybody's dander's <laughs> up let's hear this shit do we have uh, a liberal yeah. amongst our ranks um uh no i have no justification for saying that i just threw that out there because i'm the one like who's only been on stream once and i'm like hardly ever actually talking in the group yeah, but usually you back me up, so that makes you good in my book. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'm on. Oh, wait, I, let me lock my door real quick, so I need to make sure Stalin doesn't get in here real quick. <laughs> Shit, I forgot to lock the studio doesn't work. <laughs> He's a sneaky motherfucker, that Stalin. Nah. It's okay, though. He's, um, He's up there somewhere. There he is. Yep. There he is. There he is. You can't mistake that stash. Yeah, um, so one of the jokes I throw around a lot of times is it's like, yeah, you know, like, I'm a, I'm a Russian whose family comes from Donetsk. Therefore, that makes me an enemy to the world. Like, uh, that that makes me an enemy to almost the entire fucking world. So, you know. I'm with you. Yeah, uh, it was so funny, because, like, my ex was, like, super on, like, the Ukrainian bandwagon and all that. God, it feels so good to be able to call that person my ex. Um, but I'm a basically on my ex, I'm always super on like, you know, the Slava or Slava, Slava Ukraine or however the fuck they say it on my bandwagon. Um, and I'm just like sitting over here, just like, yeah, I'm just like going to call myself Ukrainian around this motherfucker because like that's going to make it a lot easier and a lot less contentious. Because like being a Russian, an ethnic Russian, I should say, from the region of the world where like the war is actually being fought right now. Yeah, that's like, it's, it's one of those things where like in polite conversation, I kind of have to compromise a little bit, especially if I want free alcohol. No, I get it. This, <laughs> that's why I say I'm Canadian when I travel. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I, I mean, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> I mean, I do what I got to no, do. No, no, no. Canada. No. <laughs> yeah. it's like what are you russian yeah i mean no 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 no, no definitely not <laughs> okay well say something to me and you say something to me in uh in ukrainian dobisa oh yeah what does that mean i'm telling you to go to hell <laughs> i got one thing leave it at that <laughs> yeah, pretty much yeah and it's kind of funny because i remember like i was at the dog park um a couple months ago and I'm gonna speak in in, uh, in Russian on the on the phone. It was like very broken because basically I was like talking shit, like jokingly speaking in Russian because my Russian is awful. But um, basically, someone this guy walked into the dog into the dog park, like very clear, like off duty cop. And I'm like, "Fuck, here we go!" Right? Um, and I'm um, just like, "Oh, is that Ukrainian?" And I'm just like, 
talk, talk. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, well, you know, then I was like, yeah, I'm just like not even gonna fucking entertain this. We left like five minutes after that because it was a very awkward situation. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I have to be honest, as a leftist, it's very weird supporting Putin right now or like supporting Putin's mission right now just because of the matter of who Putin is and all that. I think I mentioned that the other day in the, um, uh, in the group chat of how it's like, it's like, yes, his goals, like the goal of, you know, like ousting the Nazis in Ukraine is a good thing. However, <laughs> Putin is not a good dude. <laughs> right. And I think that that's a very fair <laughs> distinction to make. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody uh, in the group is. is uh... Oh, yeah, definitely not. The only shows like as strongly uh, and vehemently opposed to Putin as I am, and uh, that always <laughs> garners a lot of like everybody's like, "Oh, is he real? Oh, he's a he's a Fed because he doesn't like Putin." I'm like, "Listen, I, I love the Russian people. I'm a, I, and I am a staunch socialist, and and, and but I am not. Uh, but I I've seen the damage that Putin has done. I've been there, and he is just yeah. a horrible human being." Yeah, and like that's pretty, like I've never been there for the record. Um, and frankly, I don't feel safe going there until after he's dead. Um, not oh. because of me being not because of me being Brittany Griner. I'm worried about being a trans lesbian going over to Russia, right? Um, right. With Putin, well, Putin's Russia, I should clarify. But like in addition to that, though, um, just like some of the interactions that I've had, um, not recently, but like about eight or so years ago, with people in Russia, and like just like seeing how much of a cult of personality there was, I'm like. Putin is in it for himself. Um, and the one time I remember seeing like an American fictional television show, I forget which series it was. Um, I can't remember. No, I think it was actually House of Cards. The guy who they had is like being like, you know, their version of Putin, right? He, um, it was over the discussion about the American who was being detained um, uh, due to like basically supporting um, gay rights in Russia, right? And that in the House of Cards president said oh personally i don't care and i'm like that's exactly the issue you're not being principled which for the record russia's anti-gay laws are fucking terrible i just want to make that abundantly clear i'm just using this as an example for how selfish putin is he was like personally i do not care and i'm like that's kind of the issue though too. like you're harming a lot of people just to maintain your own personal levels of power right not to mention how much he's enriched himself exactly yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scott said it really well in the group chat the other day, I think. he. Uh, how did you word it? Like, even though you have a lot to say about Stalin because you're trapped, um, <laughs> you know, like nobody can really like try to argue that, that Stalin wasn't trying to build a better Russia, whereas Putin is trying to build a better, a better, well, Putin. better Putin. Yeah, yeah, and what really scared me about uh, Trump. So when I was over in Russia, you, you know, you could see the cult of personality uh, that Talia was just talking about. Everywhere you go, there's Putin merchandise on every street corner. Oh, Everybody's peddling. You know, I have Russian nesting dolls with Putin and then all of the various Russian yeah. uh, predecessors, you know, uh, in the nesting doll, which I love. And I keep uh, in my uh, <laughs> in my um, cabinet here. Oh, I should bring it over here and, and show it to you guys. Yeah. But like when all this, this uh, garbage that they were selling with Putin's image on it to come home and then years later have Donald Trump and see all of these stores prop up 
with just stores filled with shit with Trump on it uh, was the it was terrifying. It really felt like that same level of um, cult of personality. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I remember very clearly. Um, so um, I used to write under a pen name for a website called Southfront. It used to be Southfront.info. Now it's Southfront.org. I quit writing. I mean, I quit writing for them. I think in 2015, I quit really communicating in either late 2016 or early 2017. And I remember back when, um, in the lead up to Trump announcing his campaign, they were all like, oh, Trump will be America's Putin. It's like this great thing because, you know, he's gonna be a great ally to Russia, um, or I'm sorry, the US People's Republic. Um, uh, he's gonna be a great ally to Russia and DPR and LPR. And basically like he was gonna make America more Russian, essentially is the best way to phrase it. And looking back now with all the stuff that has happened and like really having like the veil of what I thought Putin was. Cause like back when I was in high school, I thought Putin was a good dude, right? I also was dealing with a lot of internalized homophobia at the time, but I, at the end of the day, I thought Putin was what a model world leader should be. You know, strong man, very just like nationalist, all this other cancerous bullshit, right? And looking back, it is really shocking to see how talking points that were being discussed or even published on that website have slowly filtered their way into mainstream American media. And I'm not saying it's from the website. I'm just saying like of how far down the right-wing rabbit hole we've come. And dare I say like that was actually one of those single things that made me go from being more of a moderate, so to speak, to actually shifting over to the left and be more active because of the simple fact that yeah, we're going down that path and I don't want that for, for everyone. I don't want that for anyone, to be honest with you. Because no citizen should ever be afraid of criticizing a right-wing despot or despot um, for a YouTube channel. Or any government official at exactly. all, ever. No, yeah. they, you know, they, you know, it's... Except Stalin, remember. <laughs> <laughs> this is so cliche to say, you know, but, you know, the government should be afraid of its people uh, you know yeah. um, and i i completely agree with that horribly cliche statement but uh oh there's multiple I mean, videos online <laughs> what was that i said there's multiple videos online that's exactly what they fear that's what unity does that's why i've right. been bottlenecked <laughs> yeah 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 all i do is unite people all over the world I respect nine that. countries so far I mean, that's, Nine that's countries. what we need to be do, doing. Absolutely. So, so why are you guys allowing my, my ball of chaos, my, my chaotic ass, or I'm sorry, my chaotic ass here again? <laughs> oh, we love having you. You're good. That's a new word, though, by the way. Anybody that hears that, that's, yeah. Look, we're going to make that I, happen. I, I claim it. I can yes. claim it now. I love yeah. So the question though is, how do we spell that? Do we spell it um, a G A J O S or do we spell it like G A Y O S? Wow. That's up to you. In the eye of the, in the eye of the beholder, you know, you're Mozart on this one. You know what I'm saying? For sure. <laughs> Let's see. Word of the day. Um, I, I have decided for um, a G A Y O S. Um, Corbin said in the mm -hmm. comments. I don't take it upon myself to defend Stalin, not because I believe the capitalist narrative at all, but because I'm not informed enough on the subject. 
nor do I think most are or even could be. And because it's not necessary to defend Stalin in order to support the teachings of communism. I just want to elaborate on that a little I bit. Agree Stalin, Stalin wrote a lot of good material himself that was a lot more accessible than, say, Marx or Lenin. Um, and, and I mean, that's kind of why I do usually take the line of defending Stalin, unless it's, you know, something that's indefensible, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just I just wanted to put that little bit in there. To to That's call a, to to, to uh, go back to something that was said there. I'm sorry, who was it that said that? Uh, Corbin. Corbin, listen, he makes a very good point with the fact that, like, listen, we don't know um, enough. We can't know enough, right? So we don't know what's true and uh, what's been lost to history. There's, you know, a, what's propaganda, what's not. We can't really dig through that. We don't, and you're right, Corbin, we don't need to in order to preach the gospel of communism or or, or humanitarianism in the grander sense, you know? Uh, the gospel of communism. Yeah, yeah, well. It's the rabbit hole effect. <laughs> from Ken Ma's perspective on it, uh, he, this is a loose quotation, not verbatim, but he said that Stalin made mistakes that he did not realize at the time were mistakes. His intentions were correct of like trying to actually improve things for the Russian people. Um, but that doesn't mean that he was free of fear. None of us are. Right. You know? And and he's a trailblazer. Uh, you know, the, and the, the funny thing was that I, I made the comment to, you know, in the chat about, you know, how I was going to, I was going to be a, a Trotskyite and do the late night show and, and the typical Trotskyite by taking the pop shots from the cheap seats. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm right there with you. The popcorn costs too much. The beer costs too much. We're, we're having a good time and a bad time in a wallet. It's, 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 it's a thing. <laughs> Thank you, sir. See, William knows. So, but, you know, but the, the, the joke is, you know, that Trotsky was critical of everything that Stalin did. But let's be fair. If it was Trotsky instead of Stalin, he'd probably be making the same mistakes. Right. If not even worse, because basically awesome. the one thing to remember, too. Um, did I get a thing for Yahoo search popping up? That's weird. Um, uh, I'm actually going to have to do a scan on my computer, I think. Um, but so basically, the other thing to remember, too, is that. With Stalin, at least, um, communism did ultimately survive. Because I, I wish I could remember where I read or heard the, this analysis. But basically, um, the theory or the line of thought was that if Trotsky would have come out on top and had been in power, um, basically, um, the Allies probably would have sided with Hitler against the Soviet Union instead of siding with the Soviet Union against Hitler. Because and that was like the one, and I think the argument there now it was from a Western source. I will add, and I don't necessarily say that I buy it. Just something I want to throw out there to be clear. Um, it's just like one of those things where it's just like, okay, I understand like the line of thought. I don't necessarily agree with it because I don't think the West would have considered, and I don't know if Trotsky would have been able to have um, really like unified the West as much as this historian was assuming. Well, Nazi Germany was the was not the uh, a minor issue 
between Trotsky and Stalin. It was the issue between Trotsky yeah. and Stalin. It was the initial issue between the two of them was because uh, Trotsky felt like they should keep the communist ball rolling. And the only logical and best place to do that next was in Germany. And he felt that they needed to empower the communists there to resist the powers of fascism. <clears throat> and Stalin didn't agree with that. Stalin felt like, well, we need to focus on home first. Let's get let's show the world this can be done before we start pushing it everywhere else. And, and you can make the case for either direction. And I'm not going to make it tonight. I'm not going to have that fight, but I can, but we can talk logically about the differences between those opinions. Now, then we, he gets exiled for those feelings, for those uh, expressing those uh, uh, desires to help Germany. <clears throat> he gets exiled. Now his Worst criticisms don't come until Stalin signs the non-aggression pact with Hitler. Then once that non-aggression pact is signed, Trotsky, as a Jew, really starts feeling like he's been betrayed and uh, and really writes his worst criticisms of Stalin and uh, the, the Soviet Union at the time. <clears throat> We forget that. We forget that the, his biggest criticisms, his harshest criticisms, come after that non-aggression pact. You know, and uh, so, and I get that. It's allowing fascism to grow. You know, and I identify with that. Silence from the chankies. Unbelievable. <laughs> Not a single one of you is burying an ice axe into my head. Um, the one thing that I do want to note, though, is that I was talking specifically about World War II, not about like the lead up to it. Um, just wanted to clarify that. Sorry, my brain is like totally fried. I've not had any coffee in like eight hours. So, wow, eight yeah, whole hours. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a while. You know, I I definitely fall victim to the capitalist addiction to caffeine. I can't talk any shit on that. Well, I mean, you can talk shit and just make you a hypocrite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I usually try to not be hypocritical. Yeah, I, mean, I, tr I, I try as well. But let's be honest, it's sometimes tough. it's more fun to be hypocrite. Opinion and, and hypocritic. Well, being a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> There, there is a line, even if it's, no matter how big or, or small it is, there's still a line. Um, quick side note, I should not have refreshed my Facebook feed. What'd you do? Um, I don't think I can describe what I'm currently seeing on my... <laughs> okay, that's getting reported. Never mind. At first it was funny. It was like a, basically a dildo made out of corn or butt plug made out of a corn. And then like it went somewhere else. So yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the only thing that makes the Midwest interesting. It, it really is. <laughs> I mean, the, Midwest, the Midwest is interesting because of um, corn, um, the occasional wheat field and more corn. There you go. <laughs> I say that as someone who grew up in the Midwest for the record. And it sounds like there's corn porn. So there's yes, there's also corn corn, which is actually a very rare type of corn. That's is kind it? of with the, that's kind of corn that we can actually eat. 
That's a lot of chaos happening right there. It is. <laughs> You're very welcome. Coin that term. <laughs> Rob Rich said Jello. 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 Uh, <laughs> I noticed, Rob, on the conversation that you were in, entangled in yesterday. There was no response after my post. No. I'm very upset about that. I was hoping Consuela uh, would would uh, lock horns with me. Didn't happen. No. Well, and, and I mean, like, that whole thing, like, oh, you're just trying to argue because I pointed out that the definition of fascism that she was using was not anything that I would consider an accurate definition of fascism. Whereas Rob Rich put it later in the night in the chat, he was like, wow, they dodged the word capitalism so fucking hard. Oh, yes. Or corporatism, even. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I do love Caitlin's response to it, though, which was fantastic. So they they go on in this typical, you know, uh, internet debate. yeah, the internet debate fashion, and just you know, like, well, I'm gonna just blast you for no reason. And Caitlin's like, okay, that's cool, but anyway, <laughs> so, and I'm like, all right, well said. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so I just now read, because like I'm like terrible keeping up with group chats. I just now read the screenshot. And how is that like exactly what you guys just said? Yeah. How is that a good definition? It's not. But I go yeah, on like, to I, I made the I defined it more thoroughly. Yeah. Like but I liken wow. it to to everybody who makes a claim that, well, the Nazis were socialists. Is my favorite comment for because every like anybody who's taken like a seventh grade social studies class knows that it was they were fascists, but for some reason they went on the internet and they read or watched some YouTube video with some moron who said, Well, the Nazis were actually socialists. And they've ignored all of history in the fact that Hitler basically usurped the entire socialist movement, got rid of every socialist bit of their platform, uh, including uh, initially uh, they were supposed to be giving up all of the, uh, the, the monetary gain over to the government, that the munitions factories and all that would have to surrender all their money. Well, one of the biggest supporters of the Nazi party was munitions factories uh, were, were, were the munitions dynasties uh, uh, Van was it Van Kroop or something like that I can't remember her name off the top of my head because I suck at that but uh, you know sh she gave huge money huge swaths of money to, to the party to the Nazi party and told them they can't keep that in their platform also all of the junkers were supposed to be handed over to the state and given to, to the people 
that part of their platform was abandoned. There was nothing socialist about the fascist, about about the Nazis at all by the time that Hitler rose to power. Nothing at all. And this is that same argument in a different vein that all communists are fascists, which is just stupid. And it it subscribes to a horrible, um, bad political philo- uh, ideal, which is uh, um, concept, which is called the horseshoe theory. Has everybody heard of horseshoe theory? The further left you go, and the further right you go, the closer you are together. And that's just it doesn't doesn't jive, right? Because a horseshoe's not a fucking circle. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> the, right. the delivery on that was so on point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm occasionally good with that. I, yeah, because like here I am, like expecting like a full on, you know, political explanation. <laughs> it's not a fucking circle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can do the full on political analysis of that, but I feel like we all have the same understanding i don't need to do that um so rob said i've lost my energy to argue against some of these 1950s red scare talking points yeah me too honestly but like if somebody's trying to have a conversation in good faith i'll still try but as soon as they're like citing horseshoe theory dude no i'm done i'm fucking done yeah uh (laughs) That's yeah, I, I get the the that people are out of the energy and it's hard. Um, I posted a meme in in group chat the other day, which was something to the effect of that. Do you remember back when we thought that uh, a lack of information was the reason why people were so dumb? Come find out that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out with the advent of the internet, all that's been debunked, you know, and uh, people are just idiots. Unfortunately, like, unfortunately, I will add too, because like, it, it really does suck. And getting for me to actually make a somewhat serious comment, that's like one of the most discouraging things for me to see is presenting a basic fact to someone, like ob- objectively true, right? Objectively true. And then right. just being like, so, or in reality being like, but 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 my preacher said that I'm like no I don't give a fuck what your preacher said. Ah. Your your preacher lied to you, um, and that's just like a you know one of my more anti-theistic examples I can come up with right now. But seeing people just like blatantly ignore objectively verifiable facts, like climate change, for example. Oh my is, god! Yeah, it, it's real. It's really it's really disheartening for me. Um, Because, like, we can agree or, like, we can debate how to solve the issue, but we cannot, um, uh, but we can't just debate the existence of it because it is so clearly fucking true. Yeah, I I think you're you're, you're right on. Right on. We need to talk about, listen, stop debating the facts and ignoring the problem. And let's just talk about the differences in ways that we can resolve it. You know, I don't know if it's copyrighted, but... Oh, go ahead, Will. William? Will or William? I go by Will, two-ton, lyrics too heavy to hold. I speak the truth a lot. <laughs> um, <Okay>. but, for, 
for the uh, for fixing the problem, as we were speaking about earlier, it's very simple. Unity. We take the best ideas and implement them everywhere. That's the most logical, safe, fastest, because the only way to understand creation is to understand that a genius could be anywhere. Yes. Yes. And they're too busy trying to pull these brilliant minds and certain things together to build these things instead of realizing those people in the jungle that made electricity out of two coconuts. I'm not trying to sound crazy, but um, there's there's men that have brought electricity to an entire village, water to an entire village with very simple tools, you know? So there's that, there's a lot of logic in how to fix the problem. And the main thing is unity. If we were able to accept another man's opinion, it, it would it would solve a lot of problems. You know, some people know how to fix cars better than other cars. It doesn't make either one of them a bad mechanic. Just right. somebody's done it more times. You know what I mean? Somebody's had to do it with less. You know what I mean? So it's it, in the end. I mean, there's a machine in Flint, Michigan, bringing them water out of the air. I watched a video on that the other day. It's absolutely wild. Um, and if those machines were implemented everywhere, I mean, what drought? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something yeah. scary about what you just said is like, you know, like how many Einsteins have we missed because they didn't yep. have access to textbooks or drinking? Because they didn't have it. Yeah, because I'm, I'm just they going didn't to have use, it. I'm, a, oops, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, brother. Oh, I'm a, I'm a girl. Um, but I'm a basically, um, uh, Um, yeah, I'm just gonna like, give you some family history that I have is um, you know, like my great aunt, she, um, she ended up going through school and all that in order it, like, to, and she ended up becoming a teacher and then a principal later on. And the only reason she was able to do that is because um, my other great aunt, she worked in um, basically a seamstress shop and that aunt was extremely intelligent as well, but she had to sacrifice so that way her little sister could be able to go through school. And what if both of them have been able to both gone through school? Yeah. And that's like the, yeah. that's, that's the main example. And honestly, my aunt who sacrificed and it's oddly poetic, but she never really received as much credit as she should have for what she did. Um, there's a fairly infamous family history moment um, where uh, there was a, when one of my cousins graduated from college and my aunt who graduated, she was saying, oh yeah, look at what all I was able to do. And my other aunt, um, and I, I'm just so many names here for obvious reasons. Um, but my other aunt, she just like looked down and was just like, what about me? That was basically like the, what the reaction was. Oh. Yeah. And it's one of those situations where I don't think I have to elaborate on it. I think you, I think you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like about the whole climate change That's discussion hard. right so there was a video that um that bill nye put out a couple years ago right and basically the at, the, at the end of it he was like um you know like there are several things that we could do to fix this are any of them free no nothing's free but <laughs> <laughs> you know like and then he goes on like this rant where he's just like the planet's on fucking fire like we can put it out <laughs> We can put it out. I didn't have a problem teaching you about photosynthesis when you were 12 years old, but it's time to grow the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, <laughs> he, he yeah, was, sorry, go ahead. That was like one of the best videos I've ever seen on the internet for the record. Like that was absolutely beautiful when he did that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's real irony and it speaks to the politicization of politicization. Yep. Making science political. <laughs> it speaks to that, uh, you know, to the fact that, listen, everybody thought Bill Nye walked on water, you know, left, right, center, didn't matter. They thought this guy was a genius. He was teaching kids about science. What a great guy he was. And then all of a sudden he started to uh, to talk about things that were actually impacting people, like the fact that there's more than two genders and the fact that there's, you know, uh, uh, a, cl a real climate issue. Now, these are facts and people, these are scientific facts that people just as decided to make political. And uh, and now all of a sudden his name is Mud. Yeah, and it's really heartbreaking to see that because um, it's like, yeah, if I were to move back to the town that I grew up in because of one of those issues that you mentioned, like, you know, gender rights. Um, and, you know, I came in here talking about trans healthcare. Um, and the fact that if I were to move back to my hometown, I don't know if in three years that me having gender affirming care is even going to be legal. That's and the fact that that's a, and the, exactly, and the fact that that is a political issue and they're using um, the justification of brain development or, oh, well, um, that person could still be on their parents' insurance. So therefore they're still a child. I'm like, I had bottom surgery when I was, let's see, I, I would have been, I'm 23 years old. Am I a fucking child at that point? Because you've allowed me to take on tens of thousands of dollars in student debt. Right. You've allowed me to take on a massive um, a car loan. You've allowed me to do all this other shit, but you're still going to call me a child. And it's clear that this is a slippery slope. And I hate the, using that argument because we all know how problematic that is. But I mean, ultimately it's like, what's going to be coming next? It's either going to be a total ban on gender affirming care for all people, regardless of age, or, and this is what I actually really suspect is going to happen, they're going to start passing laws that are gun control laws that target trans people, and then they're going to yes. pass them to target gay people, because all that they're going to do is they're just going to basically take of how gender dysphoria is classified as mental illness, or how homosexuality used to be classified as mental illness, yeah. and they're going to be like, yeah, we don't want mentally Ill, mentally Ill people owning guns. Yeah. When in reality, the LGBTQ community are the ones that need to be fucking arm arming themselves at this oh, point shit. in time. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not going to say that I'm armed right now. If someone <laughs> were to break in, that I would be able to, you know, fight back. But, you know, you can elaborate from that. Right. And I it's sad that I feel that need. But at the end of the day, like, you know, I may live in a state that is getting more liberal over time. But the fact of the matter is, is that if I go out to a phone store, like I did the other day, I could have a dude open carrying wearing a fuck Joe Biden um, a t-shirt behind me with a picture of Donald Trump on it. Am I going to feel safe in that room with that guy there? Absolutely fucking not. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah it was because I actually, like I texted someone and I was like, well, I know I'm in public. That doesn't mean anything. But at the end of the day, I just like made sure that I always had an eye on him. Which, yeah, people are... It, it's amazing of what right-wing propaganda has been able to accomplish in all the worst ways possible. I don't understand uh, why we can't just care for other people is my concern. We have to 
for some odd reason, uh, when you talk about taking healthcare away from um, trans folks, why on earth are we doing that? These are people. We forget that these are people that we're talking um, about. Because basically, um, and for the record, like you. well, that's part of it. But, um, and this is going to be from my experience as a sex worker. Um, you know, like I've been in the industry now for coming up on six and a half years, right? Um, since I was 18, I've been in it. And how the people on the right view um, like girls like me is we're objects and we're fetishes. Like that's all that we are. And whenever you're able to reduce someone of a certain group to that level, the ones who you know in your real life, oh, well, they're fine, but they're not the, they're the exceptions, not the rule. Right. Um, but in general, though, it's like, well, would I rather her be okay and everyone else also have the same rights as her? Or would I rather have her suffer in order to make all these other people who are the rule suffer as well? And it's going to be the latter because, you know, if I'm just something for you to be able to fetishize, you know, it's a lot easier to um, pay me and just like kind of uh, forget that I'm a human. Right. And for the record, that's not me dehumanizing sex workers as me saying a pelic. Trans people are viewed by people who hire girls in the industry, such as myself. I think it was understood that way. Yeah. That, I, just, I, I just wanted to make it abundantly clear. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think that's, I, I think it is unfortunate uh, because people. Uh, and this is a, a predominantly an issue among sex workers for sure is that because it's paid for uh you're a commodity right yeah. and, and uh that that way they can dehumanize the entire process yeah and also and one other thing too is that um you know like if i'm being paid to do a scene or something well like i can't say this anymore because like things of surgeries have happened um but like two years ago if i were being paid to do a scene that involved me doing something that i would not enjoy doing in my personal life people still see that right um because like if you were to look up certain types of adult films and all that you would see trans women acting in a very particular manner while in reality i know some of those actors um and in their personal lives they're not at all like that it's just a matter of that's how we're able to make our bag and that's that and you don't see the human side of it i'm like i remember one very specific occasion um this would have been back in was it 2018 or 2019 where basically i finished on my working one night and i went home and i was just like okay i need to de-stress and i just like went through way too much alcohol that night i don't remember how much all i know is it was way too much and people don't see that people don't care about that because at the end of the day it's only what you see. You don't you don't care about how the sausage is made, right? What what exactly. was that? What was that movie? Uh, was it Sorry to Bother You? Where, yes, I do remember that movie. Yes. So to to your point, where where these uh, <laughs> actors and actresses, ironically, they're they're actors and actresses in in pornographic films, right? Mm. So. They are supposed to be playing a part, but we all play a part. I go to work. I don't act like how I do at home. That's fucked up. Why would I do that? You know, but it, it, the point about this movie is that, you know, you, you see Danny Glover, who plays this uh, character who is like, uh, who, who does um, telesales. And he's teaching um, uh, this young man who just got into the business about how to get more sales and 
the whole concept of it was um, you got to sound more white, you know? So you have to sound more white in order to make the sales. And they go through the motions and he becomes more successful because he's pretending to or sounding more white, you know? And I think so, maybe the point, oh, go ahead. No, please go right ahead. I was, I was thinking the point might have, might have uh, gone askew. I think they meant to go educated, but went more on the comedy side of it. Because I think speaking with an educated vernacular isn't specific to any one race or group. Um, I think that that's just a choice, to be honest with you, because I do a lot of voice acting and voiceovers, and I've got to fit the bid. Um, and it's, it's in the entertainment industry. Um, it's been heavy for the last few years. And I've learned that it's almost like you have a role to play. Yeah. Yeah. As a, and that's that you have a, a uh, interesting, uh, that movie probably spoke to you in, in some way because, you know, absolutely. you're a voice actor. You know what I mean? So. Yes. yes, absolutely. And uh, I, I looked at it um, from also the perspective of a black man. I mean, I don't want to bring that into the situation, into the conversation, but I looked at it as I felt they were trying a little bit too hard to make that distinction. It was funny. Don't get me wrong. But with all the turmoil in the world, you know, we could we could use the comedy more than anything. You know, I think they should have focused more on that when they made that picture. Agreed. Because to speak educated, I mean, I've opened doors. Uh, basically off of getting into those rooms, you know, graduating, taking classes, taking courses, being present at events, you know what I mean? And actually applying myself. So, and when I sat in those classes, it was just as diverse as walking through Walmart, you know, and there's some characters in there. <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I usually look like a peacock. So it's, uh, you can ask. I, I do my best to, you do like Cincinnati. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you have the floor, my friend. Uh, I do my best to hide the cereal, you know. I mean, uh, cereal, you know, potato chip, I, you know, try to blend into one of the racks, you know. That's that's how it goes. But uh, <laughs> as far as the movie's concerned, I don't think it served really any political purpose. I don't think it... Uh, served uh, an educational purpose as much as it did the comedy side. Yes. But I think uh I think the the point was was meant by those that were perceptive enough to catch the cue. Yeah, I mean my my point was that it was more to the the idea that everybody's kind of playing a role when they go to work. Um and oh, yeah. you know, it's no different for say a sex worker um, or specifically a trans sex worker than it is, um, you know, myself um, or this, you know, uh, young man trying to make sales uh, on a on a telephone call. You know what I mean? Everybody plays that role. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Waiting for that next cigarette break. <laughs> Five minutes of oxygen, you know, <laughs> watch the car <laughs> drive by. <laughs> yeah. Except Rob, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> he's got his sugar mama. He doesn't have to worry. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, oh, I, uh, I, I do tend to 
dilute myself a little bit, I guess at work. But at the same time, I don't, uh, I don't just exactly bow down either. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like one other thing too, that I just want to add to the conversation real quick. So, um, like I recently retired from dancing because like my last experience with club was not great. Mm. Um, basically I was fired for being trans word for word. I have it in writing. Um, fun fact. Um, but basically customers were complaining about being a trans dancer on the floor. And I heard a couple of different things. One was that they were threatening to not come back for business. Others was that they were basically making like threats or something like that. Um, and so basically like that happened and that just kind of like made me think I'm like, so like the voice I'm speaking on right now is like deeper than like my in-person voice because like on cam, the deeper my voice is like the better, ironically, the more money I make is kind of fucked up, but that's a thing that I'm not going to get into right now. Um, but like, you know, whenever I'm like actually like practicing my voice and all that, like in real life, it's more feminine, it's more high pitched. Um, it's a little bit fried right now, if I'm being honest with you, but um you know like if i'm focusing on the voice like i do especially in the club with a bit of an accent to it like you know kind of deflect from that especially with customers um like it's like it's one of the things where it's like yeah i'm like faking an accent right and i don't know i was going somewhere with that and like now my brain is just like totally fucking tanked on me but yeah probably because i honestly i'm not i'm gonna be honest with you i still kind of miss my old job if i'm in 100 percent. but with it with you know the it is what it is yeah, with dancing. Um, because like I know I could probably get hired at other clubs, but basically with how the climate is right now, I know I'm a lot safer just simply working from home online. Um, so it's just like because the other thing too is like I don't wanna um put others in danger. And that's another big thing for me too, is like, yeah, you know, personally I may want to be able to do something, but at the same time though, too, like if I'm putting other dancers in danger just by simply being there and working, that's an issue. I'm Boy, that's a terrifying thought. And, and, and right. it's, it's, a, it's a very real one, though. Um, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I completely, I wouldn't diminish that at all. I, I think you're exactly right. And that's the scary part. If I thought you were, mm -hmm. were, were making it up, it wouldn't be scary at all. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, but I still remember the, like when I heard that or when I was given that reason, um, I was like, well, thing of customers not wanting to come back that makes sense but the issue of threats though i was like that takes it to a whole other level for me take it to a whole other level no i'm sorry that that happened to you honestly uh, it's it's okay um i can't really say any i probably said too much um, my lawyers probably not be very happy with me but it needed to be said so yeah I, because well that's the sad part is you you're not alone you can't possibly be alone and well, and the other thing too is like the it's no. so very difficult for a trans girl to even be hired in a club, right? Um, so before I got hired in my first club, I believe the number that I tried, I believe I tried at 20 or so different clubs across um three different states. Um, before I could even get hired at one. And um, I lasted for a few weeks there before I had a run-in with another dancer who basically she brought in a taser to, to assault me with because she didn't like who I am. Um, wasn't a person wasn't a personal issue but I asked her to stop laughing at my stages and then that happened the next weekend was it JK Rowling was she um uh, I'm pretty sure that she was actually a big I'm a JK Rowling fan but that's neither here nor there <laughs> um but yeah like after that though like um after I left that club um I had basically been promised a job by another club and like they're like hey like it's full new club like once you're post-op like we'll hire you and then push comes to shove when I go in there asking for a job they're like we're not gonna hire you sorry 
and wow it was awesome. yeah and so that was another that um really bugged me a lot um but also goes to show just like how fucking shitty like the club owners can be not all for the record i have some very good relationships with some club owners um but i also remember how awful some of them can be as well and it's hard and it, it really sucks to have to like you know i get i guess like the proper word is figure out who is who and figure out who the ones are who like are actually supportive and all that because I can usually tell if someone is like, oh, hey, yeah, you know, I'm not going to be able to hire you for a dancing job. How would you like a DJ or, or how would you like a DJ or like an office job instead? You know, like that's a good way to settle that, right? Like I would rather be on stage, but if you're still offering to hire me in a way that you know is going to be keeping me safe, like that's a lot less shitty of a way to handle things than it is to just say, yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, let's keep or, you safe. Yeah, or even better, my personal favorite was when I walked into a club asking for a manager and the manager on duty, um, because like they have to wear like a very specific shirt because it's like a cowboy theme bar or cowboy theme club. Um, he was wearing a very specific shirt that I knew was for the manager. And he was like, Yeah, sorry, we don't have any managers working today. Oh wow. and I was like, I was like, Oh, okay, so you're still gonna have me fill out the application or still gonna have me fill out the form while also lying to me. Yeah, it was uh it was it was a fun time. I got many good lapses out of that as a result i out of this horrible experience um you know the only way really to step forward is there any advice you might have to young uh trans sex workers that might help them uh navigate um, through that kind of stuff so the number one thing that i can say is make sure that your work persona is very developed um because um like my regular name is very different from svetlana which is like my stripper name who is very different than the name that i use in the other in-person work that i did um you have to make sure that you have your work persona is very well developed so you can compartmentalize second and this is by far the most important be very careful who you work with number one and number two never accept any substance of any kind without knowing the source mm. um yeah because there are a couple there are a couple people who i know who end up basically spiraling out of control um because they were given a substance by someone it wasn't what they said it was um Jesus. yeah so that that's one issue but then the most important issue too is always reach out online on twitter is actually a very surprisingly good way to um uh um to find other sex workers obviously like backpage has been shut down it's so, like the blacklist aren't a thing they're still out there um i've been out of that part though for quite some time so i don't exactly know how to access that but i can find out um but yeah like really the main thing is like comments and stuff and most importantly always use protection and if a client isn't willing to do that don't work with them i don't care how much they're offering to pay you it's not worth throwing away an entire career for one night where frankly you might get fake paid with fake money wow yeah God. and also um make sure make sure you have a friend who um is always when i when i say friend i basically mean like a security guard or some sort who you know you can always trust in case if something does go bad because things will go bad um you can be safe but at the end of the day especially if you do it consistently over time things will go bad I, I would, I would recommend everyone 
take a look at a TED Talk by Juno Mack, which I'm sure Talia is familiar with. Uh, Juno Mack uh, did a whole TED Talk on sex uh, worker rights. And it is, uh, I'll, I'll link it in the uh, For We Are Many uh, group, uh, education group, because it's, it's fantastic. It goes through why um, it should be not just legalized, but uh, completely decriminalized. Um, and also, the, I just want to point out the difference between decriminalized and legalized real quick, because that is yes. one thing that in my work, um, people tend to get confused a lot. Legalized basically means it happens, but it's government regulated. So like registries, licenses, shit like that. Right. Decriminalized basically means that the workers can choose for themselves what they want to do. And most importantly, um, you're not on the registry. Me personally, I've been too open about the shit that I've done, if I'm being honest with you. So like the odds of me actually being able to finish law school and pass the ethics portion of the bar are pretty much slim to none and slim just took a walk. Um, wow. And it wasn't a matter of me like wanting to get into the industry. Like I chose it. Yes, I wasn't forced into it. I wasn't trafficked, nothing like that. But at the end of the day, I had to be able to pay for shit. Um, and it's like, would I rather have gone back and not had to have gotten into the industry if shit would have been covered? Absolutely, don't get me wrong. But here I am, and unfortunately, we're in a situation where people may end up having to resort to it as a job, which for the record, it is definitely work, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure we're all in agreement with that. Oh, but at the end of the day, it's very rarely someone's first choice for a job. And we need to make sure that everyone is kept as safe as possible while also pushing for it to be legalized and decriminalized, while also pushing for other social safety nets that will prevent people from feeling like they need to get into it. Because frankly, no one should ever feel pressure to get into this industry right. because that's how um, a lot of bad shit can really happen. And I, I'm not going to lie. I got really lucky with my experience. Um, and I know a lot of others who obviously didn't come out on the other side as well as I did. I don't want to ever hear anybody tell me that uh, selling your body isn't right um, if they're going to allow us to have coal miners. Exactly. Right. Well, and exactly. if we really break it down, aren't we all selling our bodies? Like at the end yeah. of the day, if you're doing any sort of manual labor, I mean, like, for example, I work in a I kitchen. try, Rob, but nobody <laughs> wants my body. <laughs> oh, my God. At the end of the day, uh, I work in a kitchen. I'm on my feet all day, right? I'm hunched over a cutting board often, right? So I end up with back problems, right? And that that's just one example. Not to mention, I mean, shit. Look at my hands. You see the burns and the cuts? Like, I mean, you know, we're all, we're all selling our bodies to an extent. So why does society tend to view sex work is something different. Like Big Bill Haywood said, I may not have read Marx's Capital, but I have the marks of capitalism all over my body. There you go. I, you know, uh, <laughs> for, for me, I, of course, it's all, it all funnels back to evangelical, and I hate saying this because I'm a Christian, and uh, but uh, you know it all funnels back to evangelical Christian bullshit. You know, making you know we forget that this is only a recent thing. Sex work was legal for the majority uh, of this country's existence. Yeah, you know, true story.
it's only just recently that we've started to hearken back to our Puritan uh, principles. And, and I just think that's it's terrifying backward for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It really is because um, the other thing too, that people tend to forget about. And also for some reason, um, somehow my camera ended up um, showing only like a very dark black and white. So I like, I literally look like a demon right now. So I'm trying to get that fixed. <laughs> um, actually, fuck, I'll just, but yeah, like this is like exactly, what is it? And not saying that my video isn't even available. What the hell? Um, okay, it's because I'm in here. But anyway, so basically, um, but yeah, it's like going backwards is one of the most dangerous things we can possibly do. And I'm partially hoping that this is just like the last um, gasp of the old ways that like basically have existed at the end of the day they have existed but we're trying to um uh like it's just like the last gas before they're gone forever is the best way i can phrase what i'm trying to say yeah yeah i, I hope that that is the case as well um just to catch up a little bit on the comment section um corbin put the link to that ted talk oh perfect um, perfect and well, there was a there was a whole uh, conversation that was going on while Talia was talking. Um, but before I get to that, I want to rewind just a little bit before that. Corbin said, and then when you talk about uh, and then when you talk about them, people will say, there he goes talking about politics again. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm talking about people's lives. I'm talking right. about the only shit that matters. And reach. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Preach. Yeah. I feel that. Um, he also said, and I apologize if I'm misgendering you, um, you ever need help, reach out. Uh, the mental health propaganda demonizes the trans community. Um, and then in regards to sex work, Natalie said, hey, it's the old, oldest profession in the world and it's right. time for acceptance. Yep. Um, or to return to accept. Oh, and we have two Natalies in the comments today, by the way. Oh, right on. Yeah. Uh, the other Natalie, uh, I just lost the comment where to go. Oh yeah, the other Natalie said, that's lame and wrong, shame on those club owners. Yeah. Um, and also said, thank you for sharing your experiences. You deserve the best. Thank you, Natalie, I appreciate that. And uh, she also said, my boyfriend Dante and I are both listening and appreciating learning and hearing about this. Learning yeah, from- I have a, um, I do have a lot more to say on this, except unfortunately I'm trying to make sure that I don't like, you know, overdo, overstay my welcome to say the least. Well, I'm, I'm going to return- I, I don't know, that was the wrong way to phrase it, but um, I'm dealing with some like pop-ups right now. So I'm trying to figure out like, where those are coming from. But yeah, I'll figure that out later. Trisha, are you still there? Um, appears to have gone AFK for a bit. I think we lost one. I didn't see that was still muted. Oh. <laughs> I I was just thinking like, wow, I don't think I've ever heard you be this quiet during the show. <laughs> I'm listening to the conversation and sharing us some knowledge and everything going on here it's it's good <laughs> it is good yeah it's been a long time since we've had in my opinion a a this good of a conversation on a show getting deep 
Oh man. So um Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't mean to derail. I just wanted to, you know, like shout out some of the comments because uh no, yeah, I, pre I appreciate kind of we've kind of been uh, ignoring them tonight and it you know not i mean it's okay like i mean i'm really good at helping people ignore things so like if i if that wasn't happening i would have been very disappointed with myself okay, there we go fair enough yeah so i pulled a boomer when i was downloading and i accidentally clicked the wrong link to download this or well i didn't check double check the url when i clicked download zoom so yeah i apparently got some adware on my computer but it's all good it was filtered out by my av so i still feel like That's a boomer good. though yeah okay i, yeah, I, I, I will welcome i will welcome the roast for the record <laughs> it's like there are some jokes that i couldn't make except i'm uh they would be very much 18 plus so I'm just gonna like, I don't know. Let's see. I guess it is ten minutes away from uh, the two-year anniversary in the Midwest of this. Uh, well, hey, wait. Did this start on the sixth or did it start on Not the sixth? Yeah. The sixth. Okay. Fuck it. Um. So yeah, I'm just gonna do like one more shot because I feel like it. And I'm, I'm probably gonna have to hop off here and uh, and actually get to work because uh, well, you know, no more sugar daddies. So, you know, because <laughs> we actually have to work again. Fair enough. Fair enough. For the record, uh, that was a joke. I, I um I didn't get enough money for new sugar daddy. So <laughs> uh Corbin said, has anyone mentioned how beautiful her hair is yet? I would assume that comment so, is in reference to you. Cause yeah, so it's actually this is actually over two months old. Um oh, wow. Yeah, so basically, um, shout out to a care color for their conditioner, um, keeping it uh, nice and bright. Um, I haven't been taking very good care of it lately, but yeah, I'm due to get it redone here in a second. I just need to get a message from my stylist letting me know that she has an opening for me. And Nostradovia to me getting my hair done. Uh, Danelle Can I like said, drop my cash out? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, Danelle said, I appreciate hearing your story and then said in response to Corbin's comment, I've been staring at it this whole time and wondering if I could get away with it. <laughs> um, so all I'm going to say is that um, uh, there is a trick that I have um, uh, for that. And um, I would not recommend that anyone do it. But the trick is just like get blackmail on your boss. You can get away with a lot of shit in that case. <laughs> and if you need help, and if you need help doing that, I got you. <laughs> For legal reasons, that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so on the topic of change, on the topic of uh, global warming, to take that back to where we were earlier, actively, where are we all at in that mission? What what types of things are we are we involved in in our communities? I found that been the easiest way for me to make an impact. Well, I mean, I, I think on the community level, really what we have to focus on is building uh, transit systems that work for people and uh, walkable communities. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and that's, a and sorry to cut you off, but I'm a, that's like the one thing that we really need to focus on. And for the record, I am very much a car person, right? Like cars are very much my escape. I love them to death. But 
I hate seeing people who really can't afford a car or don't want to have a car be relying on one, being forced to be relying on them. Uh, and it's like for and it's like for that we do need to have a systemic change because at the end of the day, like we're not going to be able to make battery or we're not going to be able to make electric cars for everyone, right? Like that's just not yeah. realistic. And I think we can agree that plug-in hybrids or full EVs are really the future. As much as I love my gas cars, I know that that's a simple fact, right? And yeah. until we come to that realization that we're not going to be able to have EVs for everyone, we need to have sustainable um, electric-powered trains, frankly, trains and preferably streetcars, shit like that, in order to be able to replace cars until like we have more walkable communities. Because help, like where I live right now, the nearest grocery store would be like a 35 minute walk for me. Even if I wanted wow. to, that would be, that is prohibitively long. Yeah. And yeah. And it's like, well, in comparison, it's a two and a half minute drive. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And like also like with public transit and all that, um, you know, one of the common arguments I hear against it is, well, what about safety? What about safety? What about safety? I will say as a survivor that don't worry about that because the more people normalize right on public transit, the more people you have on public transit, the less isolated and the less isolated people you can have that that shit can happen. And ultimately at the end of the day, it's on society itself to be able to prevent that shit from happening. Um, yeah, because personally, I don't ride a bus for that reason. Um, you know, I've had shit happen to me when I did when I did take a bus a few times and it was just like, yeah, I'm done with it. And I hate the fact that that's even something that crossed my mind as someone who's gone through that shit. So yeah, better public transit, safer public transit, normalized. And the only way to get safe public transit is to normalize it. For the love of God, quit putting more cops on public transit systems. That does not help. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to stress that more. I mean. Just like, you know, okay, so like this is a little bit off topic, but in, in terms of the whole cop situation, right? Like 2020, uh, the George Floyd uprisings happened, right? Pretty much like half of society was pretty unanimous with the whole all, all cops are bastards thing, right? And then um, like, you know, Joe Biden is supposedly a friend of the left, right? And uh, I mean... Yeah. I obviously I'm rolling my eyes at that, but the point is then look what it is, what has happened since he's been elected. He's given more money to the police. He's uh, uh, opening the doors for more militarization, which is something that he said he would not do. Um, yeah. Wait, wait, you know, wait, like, wait. But we got to think about the, the members of the house that control his actions. Yeah. Oh my God. That's something that I wanted that to, <laughs> bring up too. speaking of the house holy shit the speaker ah. of the house situation <laughs> man once twice it's been their agenda the whole time <laughs> i mean hey this right um, kevin mccarthy is going to lose more than the um, uh, 2017 browns <laughs> oh, that was the yeah that was 2017 browns that went on 16 that's right the Detroit Lions did it one year too. Yeah, but that was back in two thousand and seven or two thousand and eight. Yeah, thanks for making me feel old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if if it makes you feel any better, I watched that game live, not in person, like on TV. So, yes, yeah, so two thousand and eight. 
Yeah, I don't uh, I don't do the sports, so I'm sure. But I got the reference, so I appreciate it. At least I could guess. And You're I'm welcome. sorry for my delay. My uh, my body is revolting, and you can interpret that in whatever way you want. Oh. I mean, I just, I, I just figured that it's the usual way that people react to looking at me. So, you know, oh. it's like, you just oh, wanted to, like, to run away and to, like, jump off a cliff. As that's like half joke. of our comments section people complimenting you. Yeah. Well, no, I know. And <laughs> it's is... like, guess what? How many of you are subscribed to my OnlyFans right now? Oh, my it's God. <laughs> people, but this is the problem. People pay to look at you. Nobody pays to see me. <laughs> people pay for me not to be seen. <laughs> Even my mother said I have the face for radio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All I'm gonna say is I'm currently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I'm, I'm just looking at my computer and I and I do understand why you're saying that people pay to look at me because yeah. Because um... <laughs> people do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm good at my job. That's all I'm going to say is that I am very good at my job. Which is why I still do it. I believe you. Fair enough. What was that? Um, I believe you. Oh. And you should promote your business. You should throw up your OnlyFans link so that everybody. Oh, I don't can think join. I can. I'm. I'm pretty sure I would actually get. I'm pretty sure OnlyFans actually gets like flagged by Facebook now. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got to do your link tree instead. Um, actually, that is a very good idea. Let me make sure that my um, uh, all my links is actually updated, and I will drop that. Boom. All right. Uh, while you do that, just to kind of circle back to what we were just talking about. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Trains. Oh, you're good. You're good. I, I was just <laughs> okay. So speaking of trains, would you like to? No, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I meant. <laughs> I was looking at the comments. <laughs> I don't think that when Natalie said we need more trains, <laughs> that that is what she is referring to. <laughs> Ooh, that's a little risque there, Rob. <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> anyway, Natalie <laughs> said... We need more trains. What the heck? We're so far behind as trains go. Look at anywhere in Europe. Look at almost anywhere in Asia. High-speed rail is a perfectly normal thing in most of the world, but not here. Um, yeah, she also went on cool. to say that her boyfriend is right. a train conductor, so you got his attention as well. Does he have that cool hat? <laughs> right. That's like the only place you can find those hats. Well, I guess I know what I'm going to be remembered for from the stream. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it won't be the first time. Probably won't be the last. I want your next OnlyFans post to be with you with that train conductor hat on. I mean, I'm, I mean, what, what, can, what can I say? Um, uh, I'm told I'm a lot of fun at parties. Yes. If I subscribe and you're not wearing that fucking train hat, I'm going to be so pissed. Um, So you're more than welcome to cash at me. Hashtag or cash sign S-W-T-C-H-A-Y-9-7, sweet chai 97. You're more than welcome to do that. And hang on, let me get mine. 
you can Venmo me. Hang on just a second. <laughs> Let's see. My Venmo is I'm on at Svetlana Berkadova 97. If I post my Venmo, I'm going to get requests for money. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to put up with your shit all night. Let's please send me 50 bucks. <laughs> There we go. I, I, I put it, I, I actually commented it. You're welcome. Oh. Natalie Excellent. said no cool hat, but I should get him one and request that he wear it just because. Yes. <laughs> every time they, every time it's sexy time, you can go choo choo, put on the hat and start walking towards the bedroom. <laughs> This is what we get for having a late night show. Yeah, this is this is really taking a turn. Some might say it has gotten derailed. <laughs> I did I did coin, you know, I did say rabbit hole, you know. I mean in the beginning of this this whole soiree. <laughs> we, we we have legitimately and perhaps literally gone down the rabbit hole. <laughs> mm -hmm. These metaphors are starting to make sense. Something's going on. <laughs> I, I I have nothing to say here. Yeah. <laughs> you started this. <laughs> and I'll make sure I finish it. <laughs> no comment. Stand out of that. Stand out of that. <laughs> Save it. In another news, I am being in another news, I am being banned from the streams of the future. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think I think this is an open invitation now. <laughs> That'd be my guess. I mean, all fairness, I was told that last time and it didn't come back for 11 months. So, I mean, and although I will say, I did specifically say the last time I was on this stream, quote, I don't think Russia is actually going to invade Ukraine. Excellent. Two days later, they invaded Ukraine. Yeah, it was, it was literally a couple of days later. <laughs> so... Yeah. You know, that was my uh, Russian propagandist coming out, I think. Not not very good at foreseeing the future. So, <laughs> I mean, I will say, though, I genuinely believe that Russia would go into the Donbass region. I did not think they would go into the entirety of Ukraine because I thought that they were just staging everything across like the rest of the area. I'm just like basically flood the Donbass region and just like let leave everything else be. But yeah, I, I never thought Putin would actually be stupid enough to invade the entire country. I remember being invited on for the next week's show after you'd been on. And they sent me the link to watch the video with you as the guest mm -hmm. on the show. And I watched this and you're like diving into like uh, into article five and you're going through all of this stuff with the with with nato and all this other stuff and i'm like i'm like oh i'm gonna go on this show after after she just like <laughs> totally wrecked it now i'm gonna go on and i gotta act like i feel like i know some shit you know <laughs> like that's not a good idea <laughs> I'm great with political philosophy and 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 pretty good with domestic policy. But if you're going to ask me, like, are we going to invade, you know, Russia if they invade Ukraine? I, I can't answer that question. Yeah. Well, the answer is no. We're just going to funnel a shit ton of weapons into Ukraine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so back to the Cold War. Yeah. No, but it, yeah. my point was it was super intimidating watching this what episode. Are you, are you guys are you all chatting me of being intimidating because you're right. 
Wow. <laughs> All right. I mean, what can I say? I'm a heartbreaker. Talia, stop flirting with me, okay? Sorry, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> so actually, the joke that I that I do is I call myself a green star lesbian. I'm sorry, I'm a lesbian. Why are you sorry you're a lesbian? I, I mean, I'm sorry for you. Oh, oh. Uh, I will somehow get by. Thank you very much. No problem. <laughs> Ladies, I'm single. <laughs> oh my <God>. Wow. <laughs> And she's got OnlyFans, so you can uh, you can you can <laughs> you can preview coming attractions. Yeah, God, it is it is funny though, just like being like, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was an interesting five months in a day. Fuck, I just realized I did what my ex girlfriend did to me. Holy shit! Oh well, at least it was only after five months. Um, basically, my previous relationship ended a, month, a year and a day after it started. But <laughs> I'm noticing a pattern. I'm noticing a pattern with me. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> At least now I know. It's like, okay, is it an anniversary? Okay, be wary the day after the anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> that you're going to break up with somebody? Or I'm, I'm, basically, it's going to end the day after an anniversary. That's you why I have to be careful. Open every relationship. Oh, she's going to rage quit that. the group chat tomorrow, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should. You should start every relationship and open with that. Be like, okay, so listen. Here's what you've got: a year and a day. So you know, just prepare yourself for that. Just have your shit packed before the anniversary. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, so no, listen, uh, are we going to hear some of uh, William's music tonight? I believe that was the plan, yeah. <gasps> yes, Excuse by me. all means, um, you have my permission to play the link. Let's, let's fucking do it, Rob. Can you can you? Does, can does anybody have the link handy? Uh, it was in the group chat. All right, so guys, I just found this actually. Believe it or not, I actually recorded a song while we were on air. I'm sorry if I haven't been talking much. I am one hell of a multitasker. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, this one's called Days Like This. It's a collaboration I'm doing with a gentleman out in Georgia. It's a 24-hour turnaround. I received the beat uh, yesterday around this time, and uh, he just received the email. Play it. Play it. If we can. I'm going to send it. All right. I'm going to send it. All right. Send it. Send it. I'm also scrolling back to yesterday to to find your we, the link. You don't yesterday. have to scroll back. Let me know if it comes through clear. Then select like where the cards. Uh, is it coming through clearly it's i mean i hear it but it's not exactly clear. yeah it's not coming through clear. Uh, is that clear enough i will restart it um uh can you send it to rob and rob since you're streaming computer audio um if you play through your computer we'll be able to hear it a lot more clearly I'm dropping yeah. it in the I'm dropping the uh, liquor bottle in the chat. Uh, I already right. I already found it. Oh, did I hear liquor? 
Yes. We can run that one. That one is actually, that one's completed. It was released uh, towards the end of the year alongside two other songs with some collaborations um, out of Chicago with uh, CEO 9-11. Okay. All right. Um, here we go. I was, I was about to start the uh, sound sharing like there hasn't been background music the whole time. <laughs> Wishing I could drown my sorrow in a liquor bottle Hoping and praying I'll see tomorrow Calm is my make, I'm a meter then She can watch me burn, she can watch me burn Watching the Lamarilla sunset Thinking the Pueblo whiskey bottle in my left hand I'm reminiscing on the good old days Hood light on the tailgate on a summer day Pick up the phone for some good news Spawn 535th lane I'm on my way in the paper plane Watch me burn Wishing I could drown my sorrow in a liquor bottle I could drum my pain in the liquor bottle All my saws, on my pain, all my have-nots Hair Colorado haze in the trap spots Everyone that flew away after gunshots Blessed life, changed life, you might see tomorrow Summer day, summer nights, and we all follow Monday through Saturday, work a full throttle Wishing I could drown it all in the liquor bottle All the lies that you told on me All the toxic rays that explode on me Damn, I gotta do this myself The bottle back on the shelf You won't acknowledge my help, so I'm falling All the lies that you told on me All the toxic rays that explode on me Damn, I gotta do this myself The bottle back on the shelf you won't acknowledge my help, so I'm falling. Wishing I could drown my sorrow in a liquor bottle. Son, son. Hoping and a friend I'll see tomorrow. Son, son. Call me my big, I'm a meter. Son, she can watch oh, me burn. Son. She can watch oh, me burn. Son. Dirt road driving ease my mind. Road driving ease my mind. Road driving ease my mind. mind. Dirt, dirt, dirt. Driving these my mind, road driving these my mind, drop drop driving these my mind. Wishing I could drown my sorrow in a liquor bottle, hoping and a friend I'll see tomorrow. Call me my make, I'm a meeting in. She can watch me burn, she can watch me burn. Watch me burn. She can watch me burn. You're right, Scott. Oof. That is that is really chill. Right? That's a really good song. Um, is that song on Spotify by chance? Yes, it is on every streaming platform. We're on 300 different platforms. Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google, Deezer, uh, Anything you think of as well as YouTube, if you want to check out some of the visuals at For the Future, that's the number four, T-H, the number three, F-U-T-U-R-3. Again, I'll spell that one more time phonetically. That's for copyright is where I added the numbers to replace the E's. That is the number four, T-H, three, F-U-T-U-R-3. You 
type us in on any platform and any electronic device and you'll find us. Let's let's drop that link uh, in the chat. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Um, and if there's any place that we can buy a CD or, or help promote you in any way, uh, please let us know. And uh, absolutely. Um, I can get my cash tag. That is cash tag for the future. Again, for TH3, F-U-T-U-R-3. We do nonprofit car shows and uh, give college scholarships to kids in the Panhandle of Texas through the West Texas region, SCCA. We actually have a meeting and banquet dinner tomorrow uh, to speak about the Wrenchett Scholarship. So any donations are welcome. Um, I'm always available. You can definitely reach out to me on my social networks for the future on everything official for the future on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your art with us. That uh, was phenomenal. I fucking love that song yes. so much. I love that song so And much. it is also, one thing I do want to say is like, every song is different. I've got so many different genres of music that I work on because I really genuinely love the art form and do it for the love of people and community and bringing people together. And music is a universal language. And I think it needs to go back to being able to speak to everyone. So that's why I make my music the way I make it. Thank Hell you. Yeah. We were we were talking about this the other day in the chat about uh, the power of music and its ability to heal, and um, you know Bob Marley was a big proponent of that, and uh, how he had absolutely. Uh... So go ahead, yeah, go ahead, speak to that if you can. Absolutely, as far as uh, Bob Marley, definitely as far as caring for the earth, nature. Uh, each other, um, the well-being of each other. I mean, you never know what any one man or woman is going through. You never know what that smile or that conversation will get someone through. I relate most to Tupac Shakur. Um, I know y'all know who that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. In, in the fact of I, I haven't always been this good guy. Um, I made my mistakes in life. And I live by a motto, which could be right, it could be wrong. You know, you can't truly be a good person until you've seen a bad person, just like you can't feel pleasure until you felt pain or you won't understand love until you felt hate. You get where I'm coming from? Mm -hmm. So um, with, with Tupac Shakur, I do love the fact that not only was he a poet, once he's seen the power of his music, he made a change, um, which is where Brenda's, Brenda's Got a Babies came in. I ain't mad at you. The Lord to the Game soundtrack. There's so many tracks for such a, a, a short-lived uh, career. Um, and there's thousands of other artists that, I mean, really in genres and, and spectrums all across the board that, that you can relate to. Um, there's, there's new uh, younger generation artists that are also on a positive level, J. Cole, um, Upchurch. Um, there's, I, I don't know how to put it. Um, music is so important that I, I'm glad to see that there's still some fighting for the positivity in it. Yeah. Um. My favorite musician, it's no secret to anybody, I'm pretty open about it, was uh, Tom Petty, uh, of okay. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And he said, uh, music is probably the only real magic I've encountered in my life. There's not some trick involved with it. It's pure. It's real. It moves. It heals. It communicates and does all these incredible things. And uh, I feel that. Like, that's a re it's real magic. Like, it's... it's uh, it's the only thing, it's the closest thing will come to real magic. And what you do is magical. Wow. Wow. 
Thanks. Well, thank you. You know, I mean, really thank what you're you. saying about healing the earth, I mean, I think you're exactly right. I think finding uh, music and ways to bring us together in that way, that's, that's how we do it. Absolutely. I mean, there's people that have met at concerts that have been married for 50 years. I mean, so if you, if, if you can speak on magic, you know, you can really, you can really bring someone's genuine characteristics out with the right song. Um, people listen to it in their happiest moments in life, like marriage, and people listen to it in the worst moments in life, like death and someone passing on, losing someone. So I, I think music is probably the single-handedly most powerful entity that we all have the capability of creating. Yeah, I agree. I see that. And, you know, and it's funny, I, uh, when you go to a rally, when you go to a march or a rally or a protest, there's no other feeling that you can get other than maybe going to a concert. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. a group of people of all ages, all ethnicities, different you know, backgrounds, and they're all coming together in this communal, beautiful way, um, either to enjoy the art or to go out and march for a cause. And I see those two things. That's the only two experiences I've seen that are so similar, you know. And sharing a common goal. That is the power of unity. Um, when it, the power of bringing those people together, if they were all on their cell phones on different websites, the vibe wouldn't be the same as if they were all there to see Metallica. You know, um, if they were all there front row to watch John Lennon play. Um, so I think that that unity, it's like Bluetooth, you know, everybody's connected and doing the exact same thing at the exact same moment. And I think that's the magic in the shows being on the stage for me is, is something else. You know, when you hear people singing the words to your songs and it's, it's a, it's a feeling better than any drug you can ever experience, better than any alcohol, any, any form of physical pleasure. I'm telling you, it's, it's something else. Um, sorry, guys. Um, uh, one thing I need to throw out there real quick is that it, I do have to run because I do have to actually try to make a little bit of money tonight. Um, thanks again for um, Zen for reminding me about the stream tonight. Um, you're fantastic. And I look forward to uh, hopefully crashing another one of these here fairly soon, especially if we have a late night one. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm down. This has been a lot of fun. And, yeah, I think uh, this I, I think this should be a thing. It's like it's kind of nice having a, kind of the chill bit, you know, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. I enjoyed it. it... Right, well, yeah. I'm trying to I'm in for a while now and it's fucking dope. I'm digging it. So hell yeah. yeah. We definitely need to keep <laughs> Yeah, it's like I'm a let me phrase the best way I can phrase this is I'm gonna try to catch up on the chat check up on the chat real quick. Um if it'll actually let me. I don't think it is. Um there we go. I'm just a pine cone sometimes. A pine cone. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so that's like one of my favorite insults, by the way, is like, if you ever want to call someone stupid, just call them a, I'm a, I'm a just call them a pine cone. Fucking pine cone. <laughs> right, anyways, that's, that's quality shit right there. That is quality yes. shit. Yep. I mean, I can't, I cannot take credit. I cannot take credit for it, unfortunately. But no, you go ahead and you take credit for it. I, I can't. It would be plagiarism and I just don't feel right. But anyways, guys, I will take credit for introducing all of you guys to the term, but have a great night and I will see you. In 11 months. <laughs> <laughs> That's the line. <laughs>
That's the closer, baby. That's the closer. <laughs> Deuces. I'm, Have a good I'm pulling a Midwestern. I'm, I'm pulling a Midwesterner right now by taking forever to do to actually leave our eye. Yeah, it's it's definitely a Midwest thing. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Danelle said Danelle said I call them Buckeyes <laughs> what the fuck? I'm assuming that that's an Ohio up. State joke oh okay yeah. I don't know anything about it. well you wouldn't you're not you're not from the Midwest I'm not I'm not where did you get that impression Oh, well, you know, the accent. I've never heard you say Ope. I've never said Ope. <laughs> I'm not even sure what Ope would be in response to. Oh, there's a video for that. Give me a second. Oh, great. There's <laughs> <laughs> a video for that. Well, I've got a link. Quick draw. That's that's hilarious because Talia got it. She said in the comments, "Don't insult me. Go go Wolverines." Yeah, yeah, that's an alma mater. <laughs> okay, here let me. I mean, I don't even really watch sports, but uh, you know, I'm from Michigan, so I hate Ohio by default. Fair play, fair play. Have you ever been to Ohio, Scott? Yes. <laughs> Isn't it terrible? I've been to Dayton, Ohio. You know what the best thing to do in Dayton, Ohio is? Leave. Pack up and get the fuck out. That's what the best <laughs> thing to do in Dayton, Ohio is. <laughs> no. That's no. We're, we're, we're never going to have viewers in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that maybe just, the one I've never been, and I'm, I'm second thinking myself now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just killed the whole Dayton audience right there. <laughs> Corbin said, "You can go to Ohio." Please, <laughs> <laughs> I say, and I thought everyone did. Is can you explain it, Natalie? What what is Ope? I mean, that, my grandpa used to say that right before somebody, you know, got whacked in the head with something, you know, like uh, <laughs> Ope, you know, like uh, like you know, it, before you have a chance to holler, you know, watch out, it's already there, you know. So Ope comes out, you know. Oh yeah, we have that in, in New England. It's oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. A, I've said that a few times in uh, the Panhandle of Texas, so. <laughs> I think I have an educational video. Trisha hasn't found it yet. Of Ope. Oh, it wait. Actually, Trisha sent a link. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see. It's All right, guys. Video. Welcome Let's... back to the School of Ope. Same one. Yeah, why don't we just start with everyone kind of just introduce yourself to your neighbor. Good, good. All right, so we might as well just hop right into it. What's the definition of hope? Do we have anyone? Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hope is a polite apologetic explanate. Oh, sorry. Hope is a polite apologetic exclamation expressing a sincere remorse for using oxygen on planet Earth. Also used to say, "Wow, excuse me, you dropped this. I need a beer plus a hundred thousand other situations." Good. Someone studied over <laughs> the weekend. And what do we say here at the School of Hope? 
When in doubt, open it out. Just a little refresher from last week. The origin, Midwestern United States. The pronunciation. I know you had trouble with it last week, but we'll start I, I here. I practiced though. You did? Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah, let's take the training wheels off. Okay. Oh. <laughs> there you I go. I like that. How about type of word? What do you mean by type of word? Uh, noun, adjective, verb. Yes. Yep, exactly. We've all heard I before <laughs> E except after C. Here at the School of Hope, we go Ope before sorry, except after G's. So instead of saying G's Ope sorry, it would be G's sorry, Ope. Exactly. <laughs> Everything here that the light touches is where we say Ope. Wow. What about them shadowy places? They eat avocado toast and acai bowls. No. You must never go there. <laughs> All right, for you youngsters out there, how do we express ope in emoji form? Uh, yeah, yes. Is it just the emoji where the guy's going? Yeah, we'll take a look. Yeah, I guess there it is. I, I see it now. That makes sense. Pop quiz, everyone. Is it open notes? Yeah, you can use your notes. Thank gosh. Someone cuts you off in traffic. What do you do? Oh, sorry. There you go. <laughs> Correct this pop song. Oops, I did it again. Oh, I did it again. A little off key, but. Oh, uh, sorry. Shoot. Uh, me, me, me. You're walking in the bathroom as someone's walking out of the bathroom. Oh, let me squeeze right past you. Good. Whoop, there it is. Oh, there it is. You dealt with OPE? Yeah, you know me. All right, you're at the bar. You order a bush latte, and the bartender brings you a White Claw. What do you do? Oh, sorry. I, if I wanted this, I'd go to the bank, get one of them free suckers, and then dip it in a LaCroix. And then maybe you take them out back. <laughs> oh, sorry to, to recommend you like this, but you got to withdraw from the claw. Talk some sense into them. Good. I like that. Walk into a gas station. You're going for a slice of pizza. You and another person stand off. What do you do? Oh, one slice of pizza left. No, by all means, you take it. Oh, but would you mind if I just take one of the pepperonis? You are entitled to one pepperoni, one yes. One pepperoni. <laughs> Phew. Hey, when in doubt, open it out. There you go. Let's say your best friend's ferret dies. Oh, sorry for your loss. Oh, nope. Trick question. You say, oofta. Oh. That school's down the way. Teach is a trickster. Make sure you write that down. That will be on the test. Oh, yeah, betcha. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And keep her moving. I got to tell you, <laughs> I love that Midwest accent. Well, based upon. It is, it is the, the most endearing accent that there is, is the Midwest accent. It doesn't sound <laughs> uneducated. It doesn't sound uh, uh, obnoxious. It's just adorable. Like anybody with a Midwest accent, automatically adorable. Man, woman, child, everybody's fucking adorable. If a dog could bark in a Midwest accent, it'd be adorable. I don't know what it is. I don't know why okay. that accent just is, is fantastic. You got me tempted to teach Doom to Ope. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, Doom tries to talk. <laughs> I might be able to do this. Corbin says, I say Ope instinctively. So uh -huh. I, that video was pretty much what I meant, you know, when I was talking about my grandfather. You know, oh, shit, you know. <laughs> Should have done, you know. <laughs>
Excellent. Now I'm wondering now, if there's now, anything. Now remember, oh before sorry, except after G's. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's the best bit. I'm wondering if there's anything distinctively New England that is like that. Because I don't, I mean, we have. I don't know, but like I work in a kitchen that has a corner, right? And you say corner when you go around the corner, but it's like corner. Corner. <laughs> there's no R's. There yeah. should be two. Yeah. So most in most parts of the country, uh, khakis are pants. But in uh, Boston, khakis are what you start your car with. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's a little, <laughs> little different here. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's what we'll call it. Different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I think I think the Bostonian accent sounds a little uneducated. But the Midwest, Dorbs. Oh, that's funny. Natalie said, Natalie said we were playing COD as in Call of Duty. And yeah. I just said, Ope after shooting at a friendly. I kid you not. <laughs> <laughs> and then our regular Natalie said, I really thought everyone said it everywhere. <laughs> nope. Sorry. I, I did hear it a fair amount in, in Arizona when I lived there. But to be fair, there's a lot of Midwestern transplants in Arizona. Yeah. Arizona is just a one state made up of all the other states. State forty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> Corbin I... asked me to drop my uh, drop my OnlyFans. <laughs> oh man! I don't have one. People would, you know, but if I did, it would just be me starting off naked and everybody paying me to put clothes back on. <laughs> It'd be like a like a living paper doll, you know. <laughs> okay, fifty bucks. Put the pants on. <laughs> that's why I don't. That's why I have to work for a living. Yeah, me too. I yeah, feel, I feel, I feel your pain, brother. I feel your pain. <laughs> so, uh, William, silence. you said that you do like a bunch of a bunch of different genres. Do you uh, do you make any any metal at all? Oh, here we go. Um, I am actually working on a project currently with the Vacant. Um, they're a big uh, band. Comprise of drummers from I do believe five different bands, drummers, guitarists, and lead singers from about five different bands. Look them up. Um, they've done quite a bit of traveling as well as a few other projects. I've got a project going with Casey Sullivan um, and Sub Average Outfitters. Um, we're working on something for the Discovery Channel as well as I am working with Tate Mayberry. He is um, an unknown artist, but I have huge expectations and uh, high faith. He's a very talented young man. Uh, so there's there's a few projects that will definitely be getting completed this year. Uh, we got started and kicked the ball around on the drawing board last year uh, around this time, but I was already entangled in so many different projects. I had to set it for the 2023 calendar, but those are going to be some of my larger projects this year. Excellent. 
you'll keep yeah, us uh, apprised of, of the of everything for us, will you? Oh, absolutely. I'll definitely make sure I keep the group updated. Because yes. uh, I want to I make sure I venture out into every genre that I can. Um, that's kind of my goal with music, people. One of my motivation, it is to challenge myself to understand as many different forms of music as I can, you know, because the way it speaks to my soul, you know. Right. I tune my car stereos to Metallica, nothing else matters. So if that says anything, we do build some uh, pretty wild speakers at uh, Moon Diamond Audio. And uh, when when I tune the set of people always ask me why I tune to that song. I, I don't know. It speaks to me. The instruments, the vocals, everything's right. It's crisp. Yeah. I, 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 uh, and, I, I mean, it sounds like you have somebody I, to jam as with. As far Rob. as the Black Album goes, like as, as a whole, like, I mean, a lot of metalhead shit on it because it's like not metal enough or whatever. But like, listen to the production on that album yes yes so crispy i mean unbelievably crispy i don't know how they did that you can't even hear the air moving i mean come on now (laughs) sounds like everything's frozen in time and just their vocals are bleeding through space Ooh, i like that how poetic yeah yeah that's way better than i could have said it yeah you like liquor bottle. <laughs> Wait till you go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to appreciate the way that you really suck at transitions, Rob. <laughs> what? <laughs> you were, what are we transitioning to? Complete, we're still talking no, about music. <laughs> no, no, but before that, before we started, before you we started the whole conversation with William, you were like, so... How about that music? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not too far off there, are you? <laughs> like somebody asking you about the weather. I do that in real life. <laughs> he does. It's true. Will and that is that we are still awkward motherfuckers. So our intro transition. The socially awkward shines through. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only reason why we have a podcast that lasts three fucking hours. It's because nobody knows how to transition to the end. <laughs> <laughs> There's some truth to that. <laughs> we have no way to say, shut up, comrade. Let's finish this. <laughs> Orvin said he just wanted to talk about heavy metal. He couldn't help it. <laughs> Which is also true. (laughs) You couldn't wait to turn it to his music. (laughs) Hey, man, I listen to a lot of different types of music, okay? But it always comes back to metal for me in the end. Like, that's that's what I vibe with, you know? I respect that. I Listen, It was it was not a criticism so much. It was uh, just pointing out the fact that nope, it was a criticism. You suck at transitions. That's I do. I do. I'll own that one. <laughs> but to be fair, you do that in conversations in real life, so it's not like just a, a broadcast problem. Oh. <laughs> uh. yep. No, but you know, I mean, we have a lot of really musically talented people in the group i'm just not one of them so 
<laughs> when William was like, let's talk about music. And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. And then, but let's talk about media too. Like <laughs> social media, yeah. video games and movies and shit. And he's like, nope, just music. All right. <laughs> who else does music? Who else, uh, who else is involved in entertainment? Uh, I'm curious. You you struck a chord. Well, I do. Video. I see what you did there. Uh, well, I, <laughs> as a gamer, uh, I play video games, so I have some, you know, avenue into that world. But but I I make videos. I do video editing. So there's that. So I have something to do with that, I guess. Right. Okay. Well, I, mean, okay. I make music. Uh, Zen makes music. Sterling makes music. Nate makes music. I feel like I'm I need links. I need links. Oh yeah, yeah, you gotta send William. You see, he's he's big in the music business, so we need to get him this everybody's stuff. He's so we can big. Start collaborating like, with like the next Rick Rubin. Wow. The goal that's... is actually to be a mogul. I'm, I'm more than an artist, more than a producer, more than a promoter. Well, if you need help with promoting, let me know. Scott's a marketing guy. I'm a marketing guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm in marketing. Uh, listen, this uh, this smooth jazz is making me want sexy time. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Put me in the mood. <laughs> yeah. I call that a pizza party. Cor uh, Corbin said, I make really good sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking art. Okay. Um, it is. It is. Why do you think is. Subway employees really are is. called sandwich artists? <laughs> sandwich artists is great. Uh, I just saw a comment about transitions being your, your forte. Oh, did I miss that? Yeah, you must have. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> Danelle said, transitions are your specialty. Don't let them tread on you. Yes. <laughs> if you mean awkwardly changing the subject, <laughs> that is yeah. your specialty. That yeah. Yeah. That kind of is how it how it works, isn't it? <laughs> like we met up at uh Providence Place, this giant mall. Uh, which was my suggestion, by the way. Rob was like, yeah, hey, let's we, get a we, bunch of leftists We were of meeting up together. for anti-capitalist activities at the giant bastion of capitalism in the heart <laughs> of Providence. The capitalist mecca of all of Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> so, which was my suggestion. I will take the hit on that one. And uh, <clears throat> so we get together and we all, we all eat because, you know, that's the first thing when we get there where we all need to settle in. We all have food and we're having this conversation. And at some point, Rob tries to get us to go outside and go actually do things. And uh, I remember it going over like a lead balloon. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> let's just finish our food. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so like an hour later, I had to be like, hey guys, so uh, what are we here for? Let's... <laughs> that That was the we that was the uh the way that we actually finally ended up leaving the mall but that, well no 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 that. that is 
I was gonna say that is the way that we started on our adventure to find the fucking ground. <laughs> <laughs> this Corbin's cracking me up. I was a subway employee and I had a random customer watching say that she felt like I was making music. <laughs> and then went on to say it's a part of who I am. <laughs> fucking epic. <laughs> epic. Oh, anyway, uh, we got, uh, we actually ended up going to Red Ink after that and making some pretty solid plans. So it was not a waste of a day. I don't want anybody to think that we were unproductive. And uh, Emily distributed pamphlets for us by throwing them <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> distributed. It's true. I see. Express it. mail. Express <laughs> mail. Express mail, air to ground, air to ground shipping. <laughs> air to ground. Oh, listen, uh, we are approaching two in the AM. My yeah, time. we are. And uh, I don't, and uh, I don't know if we have other ground we want to cover before we wrap this up. But I figured I would help with the transition. So that you didn't have to deal with it. Yeah. As I long mean, as it's uh, an air to ground transition. <laughs> Me dumping my computer over the side and being, fuck this, I'm done. <laughs> I, uh, I don't think that there's necessarily anything else that I'm super interested in talking about. I did, I did, there was a couple things that I wanted to bring up briefly. And, it, you know, I wanted to riff on the, uh, the speaker of the house election, but I mean, we don't really need to. No, let's talk about it. If you want, if you want to go into it, let's go into it. Well, I haven't been paying that much attention, but I do have social media accounts, <laughs> right? <laughs> you can't so, help but pay attention. Yeah, exactly. Work with the champions. <laughs> And I, I mean, like, okay, so like, here's my question. How many times are the Republicans going to put up the same guy? Well, at least 11. <laughs> <laughs> at least like, <laughs> You know, so. 12, there at least 12. A, this is 12 there was a Democratic representative that like posted a, an image on his Twitter of him like, the caption was heading <laughs> heading to the house floor for the vote and he had a bag of popcorn, bag of popcorn. in his hand. Excellent. <laughs> oh. Oh man. Yeah. I don't listen, I don't know how many times you can lose and still save face. It's it feels to me like they like yeah, I think you're right. They should have put somebody else up. But there's nobody else that would win. So it's, they got to well, neither is he. <laughs> right. So what are they gonna give to to get this guy to win? They've got to give. They've got to be giving some shit away to to get this guy in. It's the only thing I can think of. Is he's giving up a lot of concessions to to make this happen. <clears throat> I mean, what kind of concessions though? Like I like I said, I haven't really been paying that much attention. I've been working. Ah, <laughs> uh, seats are various committees i assume yeah that that checks out yeah 
you know, I don't. It's it's hard to say. We'll see what what he. Oh, hang on. You know what? BBC has what has Kevin McCarthy given up and at what price? Excellent. Mm. <laughs> that seems timely. That particular thing. Uh, I mean, but the wording reminds me of like any China article. Like China has the biggest economy on earth, but at what cost? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's clickbait shit right there. At right. What oh, cost? Yeah. Clickbait. <laughs> Your Brian Carr spotted over a lake. Your children clickbait. are healthier than ever, but at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> Who writes this shit? Oh. Wow. The reason regular order is supposed to... All right, y'all. All right. Listen. Have a great night, guys. I'm going to leave. <laughs> yes, I'm, I too am going to head out. I've got to operate some heavy equipment in the morning, so... I mean, that's fine. If if we're all gonna leave, uh, you know, listen, then uh, I'll listen, I'll make this this wrapping up quick. Before right? before we go, uh, can we do an awkward uh, awkward silence for for a little while? Just uh, <laughs> why not? I don't know. I'm a mouth breather. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just. Uh... I mean, uh, maybe I'll just start the uh, the outro music and just be done. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to kill your vibe. <laughs> Scott's working real hard at that awkward silence, though. <laughs> He's doing the finger guns. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to I'm going to play the music. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm delusional at this point. <laughs> it's been wonderful. I can't wait to do it again. We should do the late show thing more often, I think. Okay. Is that a Friday night thing? I'm game. Let's make it a Friday night it. thing. All right. We'll we'll talk about it more in the chat. All right, right on. All right. All right. Well, Happy uh, anniversary, everybody. Yeah. Happy anniversary.
Just worry about it. Learn how to use my...